Hello and welcome to today's episode where we will be spending time discussing learning theory. What is it and how does it apply to instructional design? We will also compare and contrast two specific learning theories and their application within an online learning environment. Let's dive in. Learning theories. Are they more than just hypothetical theories on paper, or is there a practical purpose in using particular theories to meet certain learner needs? Today, we're going to specifically look at behaviorism and active learning theory and examine how instructional designers can get the most bang for their buck when utilizing these theories in an online learning environment. According to Chapter 14 of Designing Effective Instruction, Authors Morrison, Ross, Kalman, and Kemp break down the differences between learning theory and instructional theory. By their definition, learning theory is how you learn on page 302 of the textbook. Instructional theory is how you ensure that the desired learning occurs. Thus, the instructional design model is how you apply instructional theory to create an effective lesson or unit. But what does it look like to apply a specific learning theory to an instructional design model? Stay tuned. We're back and we're focusing on behaviorism. This is a learning theory that's been associated with B.F. Skinner, Pavlov, and Thorndike. Behaviorism places an emphasis on reinforcement of desired behaviors through positive reinforcement. For example, praise or negative reinforcement, which would be kind of like a punishment. The focus is to use behaviorism as a way to motivate students to learn through earning high grades, thus avoiding the punishment or the anguish of earning a low grade. Through the lens of behaviorism, every response has a consequence. But how does this apply to an online learning context? I mean, if students aren't actively involved in class face-to-face, how can behaviorism affect the online learning environment when you've got students logging in at different times and also who are miles away because they're just focused on learning through the internet. In designing course modules, instructional designers can reinforce good behaviors by giving badges as learners progress through acquiring new material. If questions are answered incorrectly, immediate feedback is given to help guide the learner to make the right answer selection. Overall, with behaviorism and online learning, The purpose is to encourage the learner to make the right choice and to encourage that by giving positive praise. As previously stated, this could be through earning a badge, it could be through winning points and earning a prize, or working together to achieve a goal in which everybody benefits. So now that we've covered behaviorism in an online learning setting, What are some things that an instructional designer could specifically use and put in there to make sure that this is happening? Well, for instance, some instructional designers have had great success with implementing 
games such as class craft where all of the players or all of the students on the roster are put onto teams and each team has a specific purpose and the and there are roles within each particular team and as the students who've never really met face to face are working together and communicating and going through each of the tasks then they get points for looking out for their teammates and answering questions and then they also get points deducted for negative behaviors such as late responses into the game and not completing module assignments on time. So with something like class craft, instructional designers could use it in a way to make sure that all of the players are in fact engaging in the material, they're communicating with one another, and then they're also striving to get the highest grade possible and to make sure that everyone on their team is also making the same effort. Moving along to the next learning theory, active learning theory has some of the same essence of behaviorism, whereas we're working collaboratively. However, this is a little bit different. For example, active learning is that we put the learner in an environment where they can take pride in their own active learning. Now, this is different from a more quote-unquote sit-and-get model in which the teacher lectures, the student takes notes, and then the student is assessed on it. Active learning in uh, modern education is now more acquainted with project-based learning, where there is a central question, the student is working to find the solution to the question um, by various experiences. For example, in science, if I was trying to talk about gravity, I could do a bunch of research and write a research paper about it, or using active learning theory, you know, maybe my teacher would have me apply the different laws of gravity and all these other laws of physics and other scientific theories to, and, and have the student illustrate it, record this experiment, and then upload it. And then once in the online environment, the student uploads it, then all the other students can give feedback. So they're actively collaborating, giving the student um, praise and then also constructive criticism on what could work better the next time this experiment is started. With active learning theory, it's more about providing an experience for the learner to fully understand what's going on. This is also very interesting because as an educator myself, I have seen where students who struggle with ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder, or ADHD actually benefit from active learning theory, whether it's through kinetic movement, through singing a song, through creating a project, um, could be building something or producing a, a piece of music or coming up with like a newspaper for a historical event. Anything that's creative that is causing the student to think critically and encourages that higher order thinking, but it also gives them a simulated environment in which to learn to answer this essential question is part of active learning. And research has shown that as students and learners are more actively engaged in their learning, they're more apt to remember the content that they have learned instead of just simply learning facts, taking a test, and moving on with the material. 
So both active learning and behaviorism have an active role in the online learning environment. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you've walked away with a little bit more understanding and insight into behaviorism and active learning theory in the online learning environment. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more instructional design tips and tricks. Until next time.